Welcome to Soul Retrieval for Childhood Trauma, a neuroscience approach to healing with your host, Kimberly Beekman. With the right tools, healing long-term trauma is completely possible. The childhood trauma gets trapped as trauma packets deep within the body. Learn to clear these packets from your body, rewire your brain, and reconnect your soul. Kim's Inner Alignment Soul Retrieval System is a six-layered approach addressing every layer of the body, healing the root cause. Join in as Kim expands boundaries in the field of trauma recovery with a revolutionary two-month program. Take a deep dive into healing anxiety and depression with Kim on the Soul Retrieval for Childhood Trauma show. It all starts now. Uh, hi, I'm Dr. Pat. I, I have the honor of doing this show with Kimberly. You know, that says a lot. That intro says a lot. And, um, you know, today's show is really important in a lot of ways. And, you know, one of the topics I know we're going to take on here is the process for healing trauma. Um, because I don't think people are aware that there is a process and that there's a process that you've created. And I think that the more I talk to people about where folks are today in a lot of rain, it, it's kind of like we're grooming ourselves to just suck it up. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. come on, like March. But let me ask you about this. Trauma doesn't listen to that, does it? <laughs> no. You can't mind over matter trauma. Trauma stored in the body and it reverberates into our present moments. And so no matter how many times we can tell ourselves life is abundant or, you know, money comes or I am love, you know, all of the things we know we're supposed to know our childhood trauma packets are still louder than that and will make um, a lot more noise and will show up in our relationships and relationship to money or to our partner, or to our work or to our kids. So yeah, no matter what you know about trauma, it doesn't change how you feel and what patterns you're playing out each day. Yeah. And you know, let me just ask you this question because I know we talked about this on the last show in, in a number of different ways. But let's just review a little bit so people know what we're talking about when we say trauma packets. Yeah. Um, and I think you did you do such a great job, like giving us like real things, like real examples. But take a moment for yeah. people that didn't hear the first show. Yeah. So no matter what experiences we have as a child, whether it's big T trauma, like abuse or neglect or little T trauma, like getting made fun of on the playground or having a sibling that always liked to whack you, right? Like whether these experiences are happened once or repetitively over time, we the, the experiences get stored directly into our bodies and will there'll be six layers to that trauma packet experience. So that stored experience holds somewhere within our body and it will it will correlate to whatever chakra theme is going on with the trauma packet. And, and in that experience are negative thoughts and negative feelings. It'll be the feeling of unsafe or unworthy or unheard or unlovable. We all know that there's some level of unworthiness that continues to reverberate. But with that, coupled with that is a nervous system response, a fight, flight, fawn, or freeze response. And those childhood 
thoughts and consciousness all frozen into the seven-year-old experience. And that gets tucked away and will reverberate it through our teens, through our 20s, our 30s, our 40s. It's like the gift that keeps on giving, really. Um, so, so that's what we're referring to as the trauma packet. Um, you may be 40 years old trying to work something out with your husband and feel or your spouse and feel like, oh, we should be able to communicate. We're having communication issues. But really what's happening is my need for feeling safe and his need for feeling worthy are at odds with each other. And it's old vibration in deep within each of our bodies. And until each of us really works, or at least one of us, I have this perspective with couples. If there's a trauma bond where each of our puzzle pieces are fitting together and playing out this behavioral pattern, if one of us really heals and works deeply within the trauma packets, then the other one won't have anything to hit up against. Oh. If one of us comes back into the heart, into a place of, I am good, I'm safe, my unworthiness doesn't reverberate, I am I am nice and safe in my body, then the other person's thing, whatever they're doing, won't trigger us into that old childhood trauma pattern, and then we can restore the relationship back to love in the present moment, in what is, which probably is not what was playing out in the relationship. So that's the practical aspect of this childhood trauma continuing to play out. Um, once one of us in whatever, in our job or in our child patterns or whatever, um, works it, then we don't need to play out all of these exhausting um, yeah. patterns that make us feel limited and yeah. worthy. Yeah. You know, it's interesting siblings are interesting um, in this particular arena that you're talking about. And I was talking with a couple of friends of mine the other day and to really just to, to, to see where the, and, and I, I'm not sure about brothers as much as, as sisters, but maybe it's because I know more sibling sisters, but it's interesting because there could be a, a tipping point, something that really gets things cranked up and expressions like oil and vinegar, love-hate relationship. I mean, these are the things we say to each other. And I often wonder, at least I've been wondering recently, is what's underneath that? It, it, there's got to be some, there's got to be some wounding there that we're not even aware of, right? Yeah, indeed. Um, you know, this is where I where I talk about the small T trauma, because the small T trauma, like the things that were like, oh, that's just a normal part of anyone's childhood are the most pervasive. They're the hardest to root out through this process, not because they're difficult to work on from our perspective, from our healing perspective, but mm -hmm. because people don't see it as trauma. They just see it as everything that they should have coped with or should have sucked yeah. up kid, but the imprint of whatever, it doesn't matter what gender or what older, younger um, sibling relationship, for example, we have the left out feeling, the abandonment feeling that I'm not worthy, not good enough, not seen, not heard. All of these can play out no matter whether it's it's a what the sibling relationship, even if it was a positive sibling relationship. Mm. So if we have, this has been really fascinating for me to look at the positive attachments that we create in our bodies. Like I see a lot of mother-daughter bonds where the mother-daughter bond is so strong. Mom is like God. And yeah. so if mom is God, then, then God is not in myself. 
or my safety or my connection to myself is not in myself. So when the mom passes, there is a major life crisis that comes up for that person where mom was my everything, right? So whenever we outsource any aspect of ourselves, our safety, our worthiness, whatever it is, or we um, feel damaged or broken by the experiences that we've held on to. Either way, whether it's a, I didn't get enough or I got my needs met outside of myself and that was my everything, um, both of those things can really end up in our feeling into our 40s, 50s, yeah. 60s, like we're lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the reason I ask about that is because, you know, some of the statistics now are coming are coming out. And especially, you know, I'm, I'm reading some of the ones around women. It's not that men are not affected. There are different set of statistics. But to, there are two words that have come up. There are actually three. Anxiety is one of them. Depression is another one. Very common terms, right? We just globally throw things in these buckets, right? Right. You just put them in there. Um, and and anxiety, depression. Uh, uh, and then there's the, the overall bucket, stress. That's the one that gets like a yeah. lot. But we don't go we don't go underneath that to say what is the what I mean yes there it is and certainly I don't deny it I mean I I my birth mom committed suicide I understand depression I really do um, at that level for for someone like my mom but if we don't get underneath these or try to really look at these and look at these reactivations as you call them this is like the cycle that happens. You know, like it's like the hamster wheel. It is. And what I find is that the mental health field is starting to understand that the trauma is stored in the body. Bezel van der Kolk's book, The Body Keeps the Score, best-selling book, has finally gotten the understanding that this is not a mental body issue. This is not an issue of analyzing our past. This is an issue of the um, body sensations that have been there for 20, 30 years. And what we've done is we have broken down the process of how do we heal based on the six-layered body. And what we found is that understanding, oh, I have old vibration. I have a trauma packet and it's showing up and it's really loud right now. That awareness is really important. But being able to get into the trauma packet with what we call the soul retrieval process so that you can start to work all six layers of that trauma packet, the thoughts, the neurosynaptic wiring, the emotions, the lack of spiritual connection, the lack of connection to yourself, and the inability to feel energy, Mm -hmm. the energy of the safety or of the love. And so we've really started to identify, we need to get into those, the body keeps the score, yes, we need to get into those scores, we need to get into those trauma packets, we need to rewire it within the trauma packet. And then to leverage the neuroscience of healing, we need to then systematically um, rewire every layer of the body for 40 to 60 days in order to anchor in the new neurosynaptic patterns, the new thoughts, the new vibrations, because the body vibrations and the body memory, you can't access it from the prefrontal cortex. So you can't think positive thoughts and affect that trauma packet. You actually have to bridge into the trauma packet, work it 
so that the present moment can be a new experience. But what's fascinating to me is that you can heal this trauma packet and you can create a whole new set of thoughts and emotions and experiences within the trauma packet. But if within the next week or so, you don't start to rewire every layer of yourself to those new new experiences that were wired into the brain, into the body, then the new neurosynaptic pathways will truncate after about five to seven days. And so you'll have an experience of healing, but it will not sustain itself through the brain and body wiring. And so people will go on yoga retreats and do these great therapies and do all of these things, but without the systematized two month anchoring in of I am worthy or I'm safe in my body Mm -hmm. or I am the divine or whatever it is that person's work is without that systematic real anchoring, then they'll lose it. And they'll be like, well, I felt good, but then I started to feel terrible again. And that's the reason why both of these things need to happen. The work within the trauma packet and the rewiring in the day to day. But here's the biggest problem is it's hard to think outside of the neurosynaptic box that you were built within, right? So to actually do that, you need support. We need help. It's not help. It's not about reading 50 books. It's about being able to work with what's showing up and have that access outside perspective so that when trauma brain is active and saying, you're not safe, run, run from this relationship, you can activate your, your prefrontal cortex that says, no, I think we're good. I think this person is a safe person. So that can happen within the box of the amygdala or the trauma brain in, in a trauma response. Well, I want to talk to you about this when we come back from break, because I want to talk to a little bit about for everybody that's listening right now is you may think we're talking about when we say in the body and I, I, I would love for Kimberly, when we come back, Kimberly Beekman joining me here today is this our fabulous show. We're going to give you lots of information about how you can connect with, with her. But when we come back, we seem to think that, oh, I got a little stomach ache. I'm not saying that that's not it, that that's it. Uh, Oh, my shoulder, that's it. But what if you have an event? And what if the event happens on a one particular day, an important day for you, and your entire immune system breaks down? What do you think? Do you think there's something connected to that? When we come back, Kimberly's going to take us through the range you know, what are the different layers of this? And is anything really exempt? Is there any part of the body that has shut itself off so much that trauma is safe to be there? I'm going to, I'm not the expert in this field, but Kimberly is. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. It is time to get inspired to take action in your life. Tune in to know you're crazy. 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 With me, Susan Denae, we are identifying, understanding, and treating our crazy one episode at a time. We all have crazy in our lives. The thing that sets us apart is how we deal with it. And I've got you covered. Enjoy your journey. You are worth it. Visit SusanDenae.com. That's D-E-N-E-E.com. 
Tune into the Dr. Diane Show, where we explore revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I bring over 20 years of expertise as a mindset warrior, perspective shifter, and unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you reach your wildest dreams in business, health, performance, and relationships. Join the discussion on the show. Learn more about me, Dr. Diane, and receive a free digital copy of my magazine at naturalnutmeg.com. Welcome back. You know, uh, this look, this is soul retrieval for a childhood trauma, Kimberly Beekman. It's a neuroscience approach to healing, and that's what Kimberly does. And I was just talking uh, with you during the break, Kimberly, and I was giving you an example. Of, I was preparing for this show, and I'm not sure why it came up, but it was like a light bulb went on and said, oh, my gosh, of course, on that day, something triggered something. Now, we're not going to we can do a whole show just looking at that. But it's a new level of awareness. And I want every fo- I want folks to realize that I don't know how many people you're talking to, but I'm getting a lot of calls from the audience calling me personally. Somehow I think everybody has got my cell phone now. <laughs> it's okay. I'm getting text. <laughs> it's all right. But the conversation is get us some help, Pat. Bring somebody on. We're not getting help about what we've been through, what our kids have been through. Four years now, they're saying, yes, it looks great on the surface. My kid goes to school, somebody coughs, and I get a call. I mean, parents are like, please, somebody help us understand this. And that's only one thing. Now, I grew up with a childhood trauma, walking through Central Park, Well, I had a couple walking through Central Park, four or five of us walking through the park late at night. Shouldn't been shouldn't have been in the park late at night. You little little rascals we were. And out of the bushes comes somebody just lunging. And my friend steps in front of in front of me and he gets stabbed to death. And it took me a really long time. And even as I'm talking to you about it, I'm really a little shaky. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that. It could be the dad that bangs his fist on the table or the mom that just freaks out. So I want you to have walk us through. I want you to guide us, Kimberly, because there are many things that if we could just have a new level of awareness about, people can call you and get help. Now, before we do that, how do people get a hold of you? And I know you're doing, you're coaching people, you're helping people, you're training yeah. people. Yeah. Please yeah, do it this faster. Work for us has really, um, it's really resonated with people because most people do know that their current emotional or even physical issues are related to something old. Like they know it, they've analyzed it in therapy for 20 years. They know exactly where these emotional patterns come from. And so it's, it's a profound and sacred privilege that we have um, to a two month program. And honestly, the two month program is really, um, built 
And this is a whole, we could do a whole episode on this at some point, Dr. Pat, but I have the sacred privilege of being inpatient in a psychiatric hospital for an eating disorder when I was 15. I had 99 days of inpatient treatment, which gave me the experience of being held in a space of love and safety and care, a place where I could talk about what was going on and a place that I could reset my entire being. And And what I've been privileged to do is I have built, I've I've been given um, from my higher consciousness, a system where we go into the trauma packets and we rework every layer of the body within the trauma packets. And then we hold someone for two months and work with them every day throughout the day for eight weeks until the way they think and the way they feel is aligned with it, with each other. And so often we, we think the specific way that we're supposed to be thinking, but we don't feel that way because of this old trauma of the dad who slammed, as you said, his fist on the table. Um, we're afraid we're going to get trouble or we're afraid we did something wrong or we're a bad person. And so we're conditioned in that way to recondition ourselves takes to two months of going into the trauma, rewiring the way we think, the way we feel, the way we breathe, the way we move, the way we emote, the way we interact with source energy, the way we interact with our bodies and ourselves and our earth. And everybody knows we need to love ourselves. But that inaction is a completely personalized way of going about how Kim loves herself is different than how Dr. Pat loves herself, right? So that experience has to be developed. We have to develop a new way of um, working with ourselves, but every layer of ourselves. So going back, we have a two-month program where we dive into the trauma packets every week for two hours and we rework the way someone relates to those old trauma packet experiences, whether it's sexual trauma or the fact that they were made fun of on the playground. It doesn't matter what's living within there. And we actually don't know what trauma packets are making the most noise until we get into them. And we're like, oh, it's not the big T trauma. It's the little T. It's the experience of not getting the support, not getting the love or not having someone watch that basketball game. That was really the most painful for someone's childhood. So that experience plus becoming really capable to create our own practice around what we do when we're triggered in one way or another. What layer of the body gets triggered throughout our lives? Is it our thoughts? Is it our feelings? Is it our energetic? Is our is it our nervous system that goes into a specific direction? We need to reel it back into another direction. And so most people don't know how to do this or don't have the awareness that they got lost in it, as Eckhart Tolle calls a pain body. And so that's our work in the world is I have a team of people and we work nonstop around the clock, day and night with people for over eight weeks to rewire every aspect of the way that someone experiences. It's tricky. It's like really insidious. I'm getting ready to do a talk on Wednesday, May 18th, fabulous event uh, called Women in the Zone. I've been asked to speak and I grew up stuttering. In the teenage years, right? I, I don't ask me why I stutter. I don't. Does anybody even know why somebody stutters? But we understand now that it just comes from something, right? Yeah. 
it's so fascinating as I'm getting ready to do this talk and I'm practicing my talk. Kimberly, I'm stuttering. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, and I'm the MC for the thing too. And I'm like, huh. See, there's no mistakes. That and that doing. lives in a trauma <laughs> packet. That yeah, exactly. lives in an experience, right? Of someone watching me. And then I can just tap right into a 15 year old stutter. Because that's what's wired into the experience of someone listening to me. Meanwhile, you're a public speaker. You're speaking all the time, right? It's so funny because I I didn't have this awareness prior to you doing this show. And, you know, I've done a little of my own homework since then, especially with your book. Beautiful, great book. But even with all that, you said it. It's not going to get me help. I mean, you know, it's not going to get me the long-term help I want. And we are talking about healing. So I want to just take a minute with this because the work that you do, you see, there are a lot of things that will take the symptom away. Like I'm not stuttering now. Right. Right. They'll take a symptom away. Yeah. But when you really need that skill or that presence or that healing, unless we do what you're, what you're doing, what you're helping people it's still in there, Kimberly. And that's what we don't realize. No, I know. I know. It's it's true. I think when people go at it with that with one modality, like they'll get Reiki or they'll get, <laughs> you know, which will work the energetic later, or they they get EMDR, which might work two layers of the body, or the, they'll work certain modalities such that the 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 smoke clears a little bit. I, I yeah. joke and say, it's like there's a fire in the basement of the house and we've got smoke coming up to the upper floors. So we blow the smoke out and we're like, finally, I can breathe. I can function, which is great. But the fire is still in the basement. And that's what you're saying, Dr. Pat, is yeah. that the fire is still in the basement and it'll still show up in different areas or different aspects of us, or it'll get triggered 20 years down the road when we're like, wait, I thought I handled that. No, it was still dormant in there. Yeah. And we do, we reactivate dormant trauma packets. Now, look, we're going to talk, let's talk about the three aspects of healing because healing is really the end game. And that's why I've really brought it up because you don't want ongoing things to show up. I mean, really, if you had the option to heal them, and, and really not worry about them again, why wouldn't we? And that's really what we're talking about today. But what are these three aspects of healing from what you, what you teach, what you're helping people with, if you could? Yeah. So the first aspect is the soul retrieval process and the soul retrieval process, you know, everybody's talking about 3D and 5D these days, but the soul, but we need to be all dimensions of ourselves. We need to be connected to all aspects. We need the spiritual connection. We need the heart connection, but we also need to be connected to the body and into the vibration that's stored very closely in the body. And so we call that the second dimension of consciousness. So the soul retrieval process is getting out of the fourth dimension of the mental body. And this is from Barbara Hanclaw's perspective of the dimensions. We're getting out of the mental body. We're going into the physical body the third dimension. And then we go deeper into the second dimension, which is where the trauma packet is. And so it's not hypnosis. The client is very actively guiding the entire process. We're just holding this flashlight through the through the cave into the ex old experience. The old experience will show itself. So we'll start with a current life trigger. Like my husband said X and I got really upset. 
Okay, so we'll start there. We'll take it into the body sensation. And then once we get past the physical body sensation, we can go into the old memories and experiences. And when we do that, there's no complex language or experience. It's just like, I feel sad. I feel hurt. I feel like nobody loves me, right? So it's very simple because it's six-year-old consciousness. It's like a six-year-old belief system. And a six-year-old just needs safety and love generally. They need to be taken care of. They need safety and love. In psychology, they call that having a secure attachment. But in all practicality, it's about getting into that space. So the six-year-old deep within the crust of the body, in, in the deep structure of the body, can feel like she's okay or he's okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the first piece is getting into into the trauma packet, working with that part within until they feel spiritually connected, their nervous system is regulated, energetically, they feel calm and grounded. Um, Their thoughts are more based in reality rather than I'm not loved and I'm not safe, right? And their emotions are filled with some frequency of love, And that bridge into that space and creating um, that deep touch point to that person's I'm okayness or their worthiness or whatever that is will then allow us to do soul retrieval, which is then merging that part, that six-year-old part back in. But that's the last part of the process. So once that happens, there is a bliss sensation. There is a reconnection to what we call in yoga, Ananda Maya Kosha, which is the bliss layer of the body. And the, the healing is restored. The thoughts are rewired neurosynaptically. New hormones are getting sent out into the body, um, new thoughts, new emotions, the divine connection is reconnected based on that person's spiritual belief system. And we're good. So that once the soul retrieval happens and the bliss sensation and consumes the body, we can go back up and bring the mind back on board and say, okay, how do you feel about your husband talking about that thing? And the heart is full and compassion is the default. The the higher consciousness is the default. And then that person has access to the fifth dimension or all of the consciousness that they wanted to be able to access before. But before all that was in here is I'm not safe and I'm not So that's the first step. And we call that the soul retrieval process. But I get chills just every single time I have the privilege to go into someone's old experiences. It feels like a miracle is happening. And it's not a miracle. I mean, there may be spiritual miracles that happen, but it is very much a systematized situation where we know what the cause is and what the effect is and what we need to do to close the gap between where that person is and where that person needs to be. There is a system to that, but every single time it is such a sacred experience. So that's the first step. We got to get in there. We need to work with that old experience. When we recheck it, it's just, it's, it's not a traumatic experience anymore. It's more from the perspective of what is in the present moment with consciousness and safety and divine connection. 
Um, so that's the first piece. But as I said before, you can feel that way, build all those neural pathways, start throwing out all those new hormones and neurotransmitter receptors. But those neurotransmitter receptors take 40 to 60 days to change. So if you've had anxiety neurotransmitter receptors in your cells, you need to start bombarding them with happy, safe, I'm loved hormones, right? And because all that your body can accept is stress hormones or uh, anxiety hormones. Those are the only receptors we have within our cells. But after we bombard safety, safety, safety hormones into our cells for 40 to 60 days, then we have the the neurotransmitter receptors or hormone receptors to be able to receive, I'm safe. And so you can see that this is not a one and done experience. This is a very intensive experience where every week we're building upon those safety, that love, that experience so that we can start to bombard the cells with that safety and love throughout the month, throughout the weeks. Now, the problem is that the brain and body has that stress wiring. So that's where when our clients get into a stress situation or get triggered, they text us. They're like, I just got triggered by my daughter. I'm like flipping out. I'm going into the bathroom right now. And we'll work with them and say, all right, let's try this layer of the body. What can we do on this layer of the body? Let's try this layer of the body. And just the mere fact that we're with them in that trauma response creates within them a deep sense of I'm cared for, I'm good, I'm safe. And so the human experience, and this gets to the third element. So soul retrieval, rewiring, and the third aspect of healing, which sounds very squishy, but it is probably the most important piece is love. Like as a team, this person has three people around them that are loving them, that are holding space for them 24 hours a day and are showing up to help them. And that alone creates a completely different infrastructure because people with trauma, you probably never had that before. Yeah. And you know what you're talking about? I First of all, thank you for explaining. We're going to take a short break because when we come back, we're not done. We're going to talk about the six layered body, but what you were just talked about It makes perfect sense, though, when you think about it for people Um, and the fact that you make yourself available, because I was just wondering to myself, you know, if you're in that moment of whatever that is, if you're in that moment, you've got to have somebody, you've got to have somebody to go back to. You've got to be able to say this is what's happening, because, look, we've left this up to ourselves for a long time, some of us, and that hasn't been working out so great. When we come back, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Kimberly about, so so now what? It's here we go. It's stored in the body. How deep does it go? We always hear that. How deep does it go? How deep is the wound? How deep? Let's talk about when we come back, what do we do to figure out where that is, what the layers are? and what the future is that people can expect. Kimberly Beekman, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Thank you.
Boy, does this feel like good times today. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I love it. This is a show that's going to invite all of you to open up your heart because it's about dreams coming true. There's a road we get to take as we craft out and we lay a course that's in service of so many others. Sometimes the universe, God, whatever you believe in, have you ever wondered why, but better than why, or how the universe knows how to line things up in a way that gets you ready for the most expansive part of who you're going to become? This is the time to change and gratitude. Eating with love opens up more expansive possibilities than you can imagine. Crust busting your way to an awesome life. I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Soul Retrieval for Childhood Trauma. Kimberly Beekman, this is her fabulous show. This is a neuroscience approach to healing. You know, we've talked about a number of things, Kimberly, but before we again go forward, please tell people the best way to find out about you because now we're going to really go right up to the top of the hour talking about the layered body and mm-hmm. talking about, you know, what the soul retrieval approach is a little bit, but how do people find out about you right now? Yeah. The best way to find out is to go to my website. You'll find links to my book. You'll find links to my programs. And most people will schedule a healing blueprint session, which is a 30-minute session for just $45. And we try to make it really accessible so that I can be sure we only take on clients that we have a very strong sense that we'll be able to get them to the other side of anxiety and depression. So, you know, most people who come into our work, they've already recovered from their addiction. They've done their 20 years of therapy or 10 years of therapy, and they know themselves and they've rewired the way they think and the way they feel as much as they can. They've done enough, so much work on themselves that they, they've tapped out of their own resources. Then we know that it's time to do the deeper excavation with us. So KimberlyBeekman.com is where you can find links to my book, Inner Life soul retrieval for healing childhood trauma, but you can also go to Amazon to find it too. Um, My book will basically go through every layer of the body and discuss in detail how we heal childhood trauma. It goes through the three major aspects and it goes through every layer um, and it's really comprehensive. And I get into why other modalities really just fall short of digging deep enough into the trauma stored in the body. Um, most modalities will be working on one or two layers of the body, but won't get deep enough for long enough with the rewiring that's required to be able to sustain healing. That's the biggest question I get. How will will like revert back to my old patterns? The thing is, is we take someone on for eight weeks so we can get into as many trauma packets as possible. And I think of it like a river. There's a few major boulders blocking the flow of the river. Once we get into and move about four or five of those boulders to the side of the river, then the flow of the river will kind of shift the rest of the rocks and the debris to the side. And that's typically what happens with trauma. If we can get to some of those major trauma packets that are keeping you 
from really getting life to feel the way you want it to be. And because we hold someone over two months, over two months, you'll have your major issues show up. They always do. The universe always provides like the major triggers that we need to be working so that we can get those major, those major boulders out of the way. Um, And then over those two months, we can really systematically work those trauma packets such that we've gotten a majority of those fires out in the basement. And then the client's work is their own maintenance. So over those two months, they're doing their own rewiring practices on every layer of the body so they can sustain this work and this neurosynaptic patterns um, post-program. We never want someone to be dependent on us for Mm. them to feel healed. That is a huge tenet of our work. We want to do this two months of intensive work and then send you on your way and really have you never need us again. And that's what we find. We find that people are able to maintain their rewiring practices, the momentum and the neurosynaptic wiring and the hormonal wiring that's needed so that they don't have to come back to us for tune-ups. They really can just keep on their way and sustain this work for themselves post-program, which to me is freedom and sovereignty. The last thing I want is someone to feel dependent on me for them to feel good. I want them to connect to the part of themselves where they can create that feeling of goodness within them. Totally empowering. Someone had a fish. We're not giving fish. Yeah. And totally empowering. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it is the thing that for many, many years in the, in met medicine, let's just call it medicine. Sure. But let's even go further back for many, 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 many years. You learn things you learned, you learned. And, you know, we've gone through a period of time where we didn't learn, we depended. Now we're dependent. And so what you're helping us do is learn again. Learning is empowering and then actually using what you learn. is, you know, a level of empowered freedom. So let's talk about the, how many layers do I have to work with here? Yeah. Well, so the layers of the body are, this is all universal, spiritual and energetic wisdom borrowed from the field of Ayurveda. So Ayurveda and yoga, Ayurveda is such an expansive science. It's like Chinese medicine is the the, the ancient medicine of China. Ayurveda is the uh, ancient medicine of India. And so the yoga that you have at your local YMCA is kind of a drilled down version or a, a simplified version, we can say, of this really vast science of the energetic chakras and of the doshas or the energetic balances of the body. And so the Ayurvedic system suggests that there are five layers of the body. The yogic system says there's five koshas. We define six koshas because we separate the mental and the emotional layers of the body. So we have them the way we think our thoughts and our belief systems. A lot of people do this work. Byron Katie has done a lot of work on the thoughts and our beliefs. Um, There's so much work out there on our belief systems and our thought processes. So we have our mental layer of the body and the way we think and the way we project into our lives. 
from our trauma packets, we will have determined from the age of five whether men are safe or men are dangerous, whether I can trust adults or whether I can't trust people, whether I'm a good person, whether I'm a bad person. These duality-based thoughts are formed at five years old before we have a developed prefrontal cortex, which finishes wow. developing at 25 years old. And if we had trauma as a child, we probably don't have a developed prefrontal cortex till we're 30, or we have a semi-developed prefrontal cortex in my, in my experience. And so the mental body and the, our thought processes are really important um, in the rewiring process. And many of us have done this on our path. This is what's most accessible through our therapy. Um, we also have an emotional layer of the body. Now, here's the interesting thing about emotions. Most people go to therapy and analyze, mentally analyze their feelings. But the feeling body is in our body. It's a, it's, it's a sensation in our body that's linked to feeling abandoned or feeling unloved or feeling like I don't matter, right? So those are actual feelings that are based in either fear or loved. So feelings is a, in my, the way we work with the feeling body and the emotional body is very different than the way we work with um, the mental body, yeah, right? Wow, so those yeah. are two layers of the body that most people are generally familiar with. Then we have the physical layer of the body. So the physical layer of the body is what we're working with is the nervous system, essentially. Stress and trauma have a huge and very profound effect on how our nervous system functions. And guess what? The autonomic nervous system will dictate how your cardiovascular, your endocrine hormones, your digestion, your elimination, your immune system, right? So the nervous system and how your nervous system got frozen in your childhood trauma packets is what's going to create disease or dysfunction or anxiety or depression. So much of that is linked up to whether you're in a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response in your nervous system. And so much of how you feel on your daily life is going to be intertwined between your thoughts, your feelings, and your physical nervous system response. And that is absolutely critical to look at any one of these three lower layers without looking at the other is like, you know, you cannot separate these in my experience. The fourth is our energetic layer. Now, here's the thing. We know about our chakras. We know that there are these energetics of fire and air and water and right, like an earth. So we've heard about these if you've been on your path long enough through Chinese medicine or Ayurveda or yoga, but most people don't know what to do with that. And through our system, we look at someone through the Ayurvedic lens of vata, pitta, and kapha. Or just to simplify it down, do you have a bird, a bear, or a lion constitution? And I simplify it in that way because no one's going to dispute the difference in of the nature of a bird versus a lion, right? And no one's going to be like, why the heck is that lion not flying? Where are its feathers? So very much like the animal kingdom, we have different energetic makeups. Clearly, I'm a very fiery person, right? I am not a bear. But the person next to you may be a bear or a bird. They may have air, yeah. fire, or earth in their constitution. So let's say you're a kid and you're a bird. 
And you're like flighting around and you're clinging to your mom because your nervous system's not very grounded. And you're like up in the sky all the time. And your lion mom is looking at you like, what the hell? Can you just run and go catch a mouse for God's sakes? And the bird is like, I, I, only, t- I only eat berries. I, I just do flowers <laughs> and berries, right? So this confusion, and this is the fourth layer of the body, which is the energetic layer of the body, this confusion of our nature, not knowing our nature, not owning it, not knowing how to balance our nature and getting severely imbalanced in our energetic or doshic layer of the body is what creates so much trauma in life, the energetic layer of the body. So we said thoughts, feelings, physical nervous system, and what's your nature? What's your energetic nature? So that's the doshas. And then where are the trauma packets stored in your body, in your chakra system? So chakras are mm. not just where we're green so your heart chakra can get bigger. <laughs> the, the chakras and the imbalances in the chakras, in my opinion, are completely due to trauma packets stored in that part. It is To me, absolutely no surprise that a woman who's felt unloved her whole life will have breast cancer in the left breast because of receiving, nurturing left side of the body, right? It it is never a surprise if someone who feels unloved has heart issues, heart chakra, right? So the chakras will intersect with every layer of the body, the thoughts, the emotions, the physical layer. And we have to pay attention to where things are getting stuck in our bodies because with within that chakra, there's going to be a physical sensation, emotions, and thoughts. Does that make sense? It so does make sense. It four, does make four sense. Bodies. Then there's two higher bodies. We have the awareness or the intelligence layer of the body, and we have the bliss layer of the body. Okay, so we have the four lower bodies, which we're all pretty familiar with, but we have an intelligent or wisdom body, and we have our bliss layer of the body. So most of us are not developing our wisdom and bliss layer of the body. We don't even know that this exists, but if we can start to develop this, and this is what happens with people when they get on their yogic journey, they get on their yoga mat, they start feeling that there's some stuff, they feel high maybe after yoga class, and then they get into the car and positive feelings gone. It's like, you know, like happy feelings gone. And the reason for that is those trauma packets will be the loudest vibration in the body. And so the six layers of the body are are all stored within the trauma packets. This trauma has thoughts and it has feelings and it has um, a nervous system response and it has energetics and it lacks wisdom and it lasts bliss. And that's why we need to, in the trauma packet, work every layer of the body and in our day-to-day life, rewire the layers of the body so that what we're experiencing is aligned with what we're working in those trauma packets. Yeah, because the body is amazing. The body is amazing. And it it, it is a little bit, you know, if we don't, if you realize how amazing the body is, you know, the body is amazing by taking in everything. Yeah. It, it's that amazing. It yeah. allows us to really withstand some incredible abuse at multiple levels, right? It's a, it's a phenomenal system that works until it doesn't. 
Right. So that abuse, we have, we find coping mechanisms to ignore or subdue the trauma vibrations, like you just said. So yeah. we'll disassociate and kind of pop out of the body. We will create our distractions in our lives that keep us so busy. So don't, we don't have to hear the subtle vibrations of the body. So we do all of these things. We keep ourselves fighting with people. If you would just respect me, then I'll feel good in my body. But the truth is those are just band-aids. Um, and we can cope and it's important to be able to cope and it's important to be able to heal at root cause so that we're not spending so much energy and prana coping through our days. Yeah. And you know, it, you don't have to have, and I, and, and I want to say this and thank, first of all, let me thank you for today. Um, if people could just know that you don't all have to be held up at knife point or gunpoint. It's not all that. A trauma really has no disguise. It doesn't have any boundaries and it affects different people in different ways. And I just, I, I want people to hear what you're saying here because don't judge. Don't judge your level of trauma versus somebody else thinking, oh, mine's not as bad as Mary's. I can handle it because trauma is trauma. It's true. Right. Yeah. Right. But so often we'll compare and we'll say, you know, I can just I can do it. Kimberly, thank you for today. A couple of things. Uh, uh, please, again, tell folks how they can find out about you and and you know, and the message for people, because. I do believe that we do categorize things and we say, you know what, it's not as bad as my neighbor, Mary, or it's not this or it's not that. Yeah. Well, I think the best way to determine whether there's old vibration showing up is if you're in a resistance pattern or if you're reacting to the same thing over and over again, or you feel anxiety or depression, chances are there's old sensation stored in the body that's reverberating into the present moment. It's not about your neighbor. Um, so I think that's the most important thing is to not um, minim you know, minimize uh, or minimize the effects of what you're experiencing and really get down to the root, whether you judge it as you know worthy of being trauma, labeled as trauma or not. It doesn't really matter. If you're struggling with stress, anxiety, depression, then chances are you're getting stuck with some old vibration. So the best way to get in touch with me is KimberlyBeekman.com. I think reading more through my book um, is a really good way to get familiarized with this process. Checking out my website, we have inner alignment healing. We have coach certifications in this body-based trauma, trauma work, and we have healer certifications as well. And we have an accelerated path for those who are already practitioners who, who don't necessarily feel like they have trauma they want to work right now because they've done their trauma work, but want to get certified as a coach. We have, we have processes for them to get certified as well. So booking a, a life purpose session or a healing blueprint session would be the best next step if it sounds like this work is something that someone wants to do. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly Beekman. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for really doing more than just shine a light on a solution that has been so, so needed right now for so long for so many people. Thank you so much for all of that. Uh, thank yeah. you, Dr. Pat. Um, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Please reach out to Kimberly. And I, I want to say this for all of you. You know, we started this 20 years ago with a pay it forward campaign. I encourage you, if you hear something today in this show that someone close to you can benefit from, please share this information. Because a lot of times 
those of us that are in the middle of it, we can't see it. Sometimes we need your help to help us find a solution. Thank you all. Thank you, Emily. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to Soul Retrieval for Childhood Trauma, a neuroscience approach to healing with host Kimberly Beekman. Tune in as Kimberly expands boundaries in the field of trauma recovery. With the right tools, healing from long-term effects of past trauma is possible. Kim's Inner Alignment Soul Retrieval System is only a two-month process unlike any other in the world. For more information, please visit www.kimberlybeekman.com. Views expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, or advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio.